Chapter 18 of Maggie, A Girl of the Streets. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Neil Donnelly. The Maggie, A Girl of the Streets by Stephen Crane. Chapter 18. In a partitioned-off section of a saloon sat a man with a half-dozen women, gleefully laughing, hovering about him. The man had arrived at that stage of drunkenness where affection is felt for the universe. "'I'm good feller, girls,' he said convincingly. "'I'm damn good feller. Anybody treats me right, I always treats them right, see?' The women nodded their heads approvingly. "'To be sure!' they cried out in a hearty chorus. You're the kind of a man we like, Pete. You're out of sight. What you gonna buy this time, dear? Anything yous wants, damn it, said the man in an abandonment of goodwill. His countenance shone with the true spirit of benevolence. He was in the proper mode of missionaries. He would have fraternized with obscure hottentots. And above all, he was overwhelmed in tenderness for his friends, who were all illustrious. "'Anything yous want, damn it,' repeated he, waving his hands with beneficent recklessness. "'I'm good feller, girls, and if, and if anybody treats me right, I hear,' called he through an open door to a waiter. "'Bring girls drinks, damn it. "'What'll yous have, girls? Anything yous wants, damn it.' The waiter glanced in with the disgusted look of the man who serves intoxicants for the man who takes too much of them. He nodded his head shortly at the order from each individual and went. "'Damn it,' said the man. "'We're having hell of a time. I like your girls, damned if I don't. You're a right sort, see?' He spoke at length and with feeling concerning the excellencies of his assembled friends. "'Don't try pull men's leg, but have hell of a time. That's right. That's what to do. Now if I sought yous trying to work me for drinks—' Wouldn't buy a damn thing, but you're right, sort, damn it. Yous knows how to treat a feller, and I, and I stays by yous till I spend a lot cent. That's right. I'm a good feller, and I knows when anybody treats me right. Between the times of the arrival and departure of the waiter, the man discoursed to the women on the tender regard he felt for all living things. He laid stress upon the purity of his motives in all dealings with men in the world, and spoke of the fervor of his friendship for those who were amiable. Tears welled slowly from his eyes. His voice quavered when he spoke to them. Once, when the waiter was about to depart with an empty tray, the man drew a coin from his pocket and held it forth. "'Here,' said he, quite magnificently, "'here's a quarter.' The waiter kept his hands on his tray. "'I don't want your money,' he said. The other put forth the coin with tearful insistence. "'Here, damn it!' he cried. "'Take it! "'You're a damn good feller, and I want you to take it!' "'Come, come now,' said the waiter, with the sullen air of a man who was forced into giving advice. "'Put your money in your pocket. "'You're loaded, and you only makes a damn fool of yourself.' As the latter passed out of the door, the man turned pathetically to the women. "'You don't know I'm a damn good feller,' cried he, dismally. "'Never you mind, Pete, dear,' said a woman of brilliance and audacity, laying her hand with great affection upon his arm. "'Never you mind, old boy. We'll stay by you, dear.' 
That's right, cried the man, his face lighting up at the soothing tones of the woman's voice. That's right, I'm damn good feller, and when anyone treats me right, I treat them right, she? Sure, cried the women, and we're not going back on you, old man. The man turned appealing eyes to the woman of brilliance and audacity. He felt that if he could be convicted of a contemptible action, he would die. Shay now, damn it. I always treat you square, didn't I? I always been good feller with yous, ain't I, Nell? Sure you have, Pete, assented the woman. She delivered an oration to her companions. Yes, sir, that's a fact. Pete's a square feller, he is. He never goes back on a friend. He's the right kind, and we stay by him, don't we, girls? Sure, they exclaimed. Looking lovingly at him, they raised their glasses and drank his health. Girls, said the man beseechingly, I always treat you right, didn't I? I'm a good feller, ain't I, girls? Sure, again they chorused. Well, said he finally, let's have another drink, then. That's right, hailed a woman. That's right. You're no bloomin' Jay. You spend your money like a man. That's right. The man pounded the table with his quivering fists. Yes, sir, he cried with deep earnestness, as if someone disputed him. I'm damn good feller, and when anyone treats me right, I always treat... Let's have another drink. He began to beat the wood with his glass. Shay, howled he, growling suddenly impatient, as the waiter did not then come. The man swelled with wrath. Shay, howled he again. The waiter appeared at the door. Bringish drinks, said the man. The waiter disappeared with the orders. That feller damn fool, cried the man. He insult me. I'm gentleman. Can't stand being sold. I'm going to lick him when it comes. No, no, cried the women, crowding about and trying to subdue him. He's all right. He didn't mean anything. Let it go. He's a good feller. Didn't he insult me? asked the man earnestly. No, said they. Of course he didn't. He's all right. Sure he didn't insult me? demanded the man with deep anxiety in his voice. No, no, we know him. He's a good fella. He didn't mean anything. Well, then, said the man resolutely, I'm going to apologize. When the waiter came, the man struggled to the middle of the floor. Girls said you insult me. I say, damn lie. I apologize. All right, said the waiter. The man sat down. He felt a sleepy but strong desire to straighten things out and have a perfect understanding with everybody. Now I always treat you square, don't I? You like me, don't you, now? I'm a good feller. Sure, said the woman of brilliance and audacity. You know as I'm stuck on you, don't you, now? Sure, she repeated carelessly. Overwhelmed by a spasm of drunken adoration, he drew two or three bills from his pocket, and with the trembling fingers of an offering priest, laid them on the table before the woman. His nose, damn it, yous can have all I got, cause I'm stuck on yous, Nell, damn it, I, I'm stuck on yous, Nell. Buy drinks, damn it, we're having hell of a time. When anyone treats me right, I, damn it, now we're having hell of a time. Shortly he went to sleep, with his swollen face fallen forward on his chest. The women drank and laughed, not heeding the slumbering man in the corner. Finally he lurched forward and fell groaning to the floor. 
The women screamed in disgust and drew back their skirts. Come on, cried one, staring up angrily. Let's get out of here. The woman of brilliance and audacity stayed behind, taking up the bills and stuffing them into a deep, irregularly shaped pocket. A guttural snore from the recumbent man caused her to turn and look down at him. She laughed. What a damn fool, she said, and went. The smoke from the lamps settled heavily down in the little compartment, obscuring the way out. The smell of oil, stifling in its intensity, pervaded the air. The wine from an overturned glass dripped softly down upon the blotches on the man's neck. End of chapter 18